0: Okay, so if you guys have ever gone through a launch before, whether it's a live launch or a promo or just something that like you are running live in your business, you know that it can be really, really exhausting. Now, if you haven't, you might be like, what is normal? (laughs) What am I supposed to expect? And today I'm going to go through the 20 billion emotions that I felt during my launch weeks because I just got done with a two-week launch. I can't wait to share results. I'll be sharing them next week and have some exciting announcements coming, but stay tuned, listen, grab grab a beverage, and yes, this episode is going to be gold. Are you a Holy Spirit filled online coach or course creator who's ready to disrupt ministry and step into your God-given calling, share your testimony and serve who God called you to serve? Well, if so, welcome to the She's Wild and Radiant podcast with Ashley June where we talk about all things online business, coaching, funnels, faith, motherhood, culture and more. You don't have to build an online business like the world. God has set you apart to do something great and he will equip you as you walk by faith and not by sight. You also don't have to do it alone. There's a community Of incredible freedom and faith-filled women in my online community who are here to stir you up hold you accountable and be your hype girls during the up and down mountain journey of navigating the online business world in a fallen world If we haven't met, I'm Ashley June, MBA, multi six plus figure online business owner, wife to an ex ski bum, mama to three crazy little wild ones, and a wannabe surf babe who believes we have been placed in the business battlefield and it's time to put on our Joan of Arc and take back the territory. I help women coaches and course careers launch and scale their online businesses to consistent 10 to 50K months while putting on their Holy Spirit Activate and trusting God to do the rest through letting faith, strategy, and grit guide the rest. After running a local photography business for six years and then shutting it down cold turkey in 2018 out of obedience, I am no newbie to the battleground of entrepreneurship. I turned away 250 clients that next year so I could build what God was telling me to build with a newborn at home and two others under five. It finally clicked for me when I submitted to God's way and stopped being so fearful of how man told me to run my business. Since then, it's been a journey, but I get to share it with you every step and stumble of the way. Imagine building an online coaching business that literally is your ministry and not only brings in the bucks, but gives you the freedom to give to the causes and ministries that set your heart on fire. This is something you can do, and it doesn't have to be that hard. If you'll just step into what God has called you to do, trust the process and walk in the obedience of his order. We don't have to fight it, you guys. This isn't the prosperity gospel, and I am your non-woke girl. <laughs> and I will tell you, it doesn't happen overnight, but sewing so God's way will always bring forth an incredible harvest and even more joy. Go ahead and grab the bubble filled drink, hot chai latte, or heck, grab a piece of pizza as you step into today's episode. Can't wait to see you in there. Hey, hey, ladies. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Man, so excited share this because as you know, if you listened to our episode last week, we are focusing on launching this week. Our episodes are themed around launching because I want to share the recap of the things that I experienced over the last couple of weeks of going through a big live launch. And you know, now that I have been in this for several years, I do know what to expect as far as emotions, but I also still feel them and have to like recenter myself on the truth. And so anyway, I'm really excited to share about that next month. We're going to be focusing all on scaling you guys. Like I cannot wait to to talk more about scaling because ultimately scaling a business is so different than launching an offer and getting, you know, proof that it sells and, you know, creating that first audience and, and building that and then finding some consistency. Scaling is truly like a lifelong process in your business. And it's something that you're going to have to think about every single day, but the things that you're worried about are a little bit different than if you're launching. And so, yeah, we just have some action packed episodes with so much good wisdom, knowledge, uh, experience behind the scenes. I really get Get to just, you know, take you behind the scenes on my business and share so much. And so I'm excited about that. But, uh, if you have not already, if you go to the show notes, there is a training all about getting to a hundred K with a group coaching program. It's a quick 20 minute training. I'm going to show you the behind the scenes. I'm going to show you some numbers. You know, it really does not have to be that hard and you can easily get to your first hundred K with one single program. And I think that we get kind of, you know, I don't know, nervous. Like, do I need more products? Do I need more offers? Do I need this? Do I need that? And no, you don't. You need one single program, okay? And preferably more of a high ticket program, but the numbers behind it are not that hard. Uh, I actually did a little scalability call with one of my one-to-one clients, who was one of my new one-to-one clients who came in from this last launch. And we were, you know, mapping out 10K scalability, like how to get to consistent 10K months and basically how to hit her first six figures in her first year. And she was like, man, you make this look so easy. And it's like, yeah, it is easy. It really truly is. Now it's, it's not easy overnight. You know, you have to continue showing up and, uh, and modifying your offer and looking at your program and testing, you know, and getting out there enough and get, building that audience, you know, um, at scale enough where you actually have the numbers to do it. But if you follow systems, that give you the roadmap for this, you guys, you are already 50% the way there. So anyway, go watch this training. You are going to have your mind blown at how easy it is and how uh how God really, you know, truly wants to take you on this journey. So if you've been feeling called to build that coaching business or to actually scale it to a hundred K, um and then beyond, and then some, go ahead and watch it. The link is in the show notes. So I also have a huge announcement coming next week. Not only am I going to share my launch numbers from this last, last launch. And I just, ah, I'm, I'm like, I'm so giddy over it. Uh, God is so, so good, but I have something else that I have been working on behind the scenes that I am going to be sharing with you all. Now this is a dream that just God has given me and it feels like I'm putting it out there quicker than my flesh would want to, but I felt the go ahead and I felt the peace. And so I have something brand new that you guys have never seen before coming and there's actually going to be some really, really exciting elements for my ladies who have already built a coaching business or an online program and, um, have already sold something. And so if that's you and you're like, man, Ashley, I've been waiting for something, you know, for me, um, this might be the perfect thing for you. So if you are ready to seriously scale, um, yeah, you really do not want to miss next week's episode. So I can't wait, and I'm gonna share the launch numbers and just more behind the scenes of of all the launch stuff that happened because I just want to share. I, I want you guys to know exactly what I experienced and uh, what that looked like, you know, kind of day by day and um the breakdown of it. So I'm stoked, man, I don't know. I just I'm excited. So, anyway, Let's go into this today, the 20 billion emotions I felt live launching and marketing my program, even as an expert Christian coach. You know, it is very funny being human. We have a lot of feelings that are counter uh, counter to what the truth is, okay? And this is why it's so important to take thoughts captive, because our feelings are not always accurate, you know? Um and I think that especially in business, we really have to make sure that we are operating with a sense of being guided by the truth, you know, not only being guided by biblical truth and, you know, God's word, but being guided by the anchor of truth in what we have seen in our business before, you know, there, there there's certain things that we know will work. Like they are timeless strategies that will never stop working. And marketing is just a game. It's all about cracking the code and it's all about tweaking things to make things work consistently. And sometimes something will work consistently and then it will stop working or something needs to be changed, you know, but it's typically not that hard to get it back on track. And so, um, I guess I just wanted to share with you, uh, what, what I experienced in this last launch, because I honestly wanted to stay in more of an evergreen strategy. And I just kind of say this sort of selfishly, um, you know, because when you don't have to show up for live trainings and you don't have to put yourself out there, like you can just control a little bit more of what your everyday looks like. Now I'm all for spending time with my family and, you know, um, just having like that peace and having that consistency and launching does kind of take you out of that. You know, it can be hard on a family. It can be hard physically, emotionally, mentally, you know, but I don't think it's a reason not to do it. Now, I don't think that you want to be launching all the time. You know, Um, I haven't done a big live event in a year. It had been exactly one year since I had done a big live event. I had done a couple of live masterclasses, um, I think three in total, so about quarterly, but outside. Of that, I was purely working off of an evergreen passive strategy and then, um, you know, did a couple, uh, live things and a couple of promotions and whatnot, but nothing was really that stressful. Like I actually had a very easy year that just didn't have a lot of stress. Um, and so, The thing is, though, that Evergreen is awesome. I love Evergreen. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't provide another reason for a client to say yes, because some people will naturally come in on an Evergreen funnel and they will come in, you know, on that one to one basis, not with a group. um, And they're just coming in when the time works for them, you know, and there's not always the opportunity of like a whole cohort or a whole group starting and somebody doesn't want to wait like a whole year to do that, you know. And so Evergreen is awesome, but it provides a different experience for clients versus bringing people together uh to enroll during a a live launch event. And when I talk about like a live launch event, what I mean is that when I'm launching something live, I have an open cart and a closed cart that's not changing for the person. Like everybody has an open cart. Everybody has a closed cart and in this last launch it basically gave the opportunity for a group of women to come in as a cohort who gets to start from the beginning, work together, walk through it all together instead of having to, you know, come in just whenever the timing is right. And so you're naturally going to attract a different type of person coming in on a evergreen or a live launch experience than you would um via Evergreen. Okay. So does that kind of make sense? Like you have people who want to ju- who want to join during different parts of the journey and timing. And by doing a live launch ever so often, you're providing another opportunity for somebody to come into your business who maybe didn't say yes when they went through something via Evergreen. But when you're doing something live, like you're showing up, you are giving them a taste of what it's like to be in your community. And you're giving them the opportunity to say yes with the bonus of coming in with a cohort, you know, coming in with the the community on a deeper level. And so there's huge benefits to doing live launches occasionally in your business. And to be honest, if you're not doing a live launch in your business, whether or not it's a live event, you know, I just did a very long two week one. Um, I don't recommend doing that from the beginning because you need to learn how to do like a smaller one and prove the offer, you know, first, even before you do like an evergreen funnel or a passive funnel, but the thing is, if you're not utilizing, showing up live some, you're really losing out on a large chunk of income. Now, the very first program that I went through in the online world was all about basically building a passive income funnel and automation. That was the life that I wanted. Yada, yada, yada. You know, I signed up for that freedom dream, I guess you could say. And as I started to get into it, I started to realize that I don't think I totally believe in that model hundred percent. And there's a couple of reasons for it. One, I mean, you still have to be showing up in your business. It's not like you just turn a funnel on and you're just done because you do have to revamp things and revamp your funnel and change your messaging and change your lead magnets and you know, look at your advertising strategy and things will ebb and flow and sometimes something will, you know, work and then you got to change it because it stopped working. And so nothing, nothing is ever truly a hundred percent passive. Okay. But the other thing that I, that I noticed when it came to creating that was, I think it gave me an excuse to not show up in community and be held accountable. Okay. And so, um, (laughs) I don't mean to say this in like a, uh, a mean way by any means. But, uh, I think when we're able to just completely disconnect from our business and completely able to disconnect from our students, I don't think that they feel taken care of, you know? And so, and I don't know if that's the experience that I really want to ever create for my students. Like I want my students to feel taken care of. I want them to feel a part of my world and a part of my community, you know, and I know at some point I'll get to the point where I'm bringing more coaches in and whatnot, you know, um, especially as my family just grows and, or not that we're growing as a family, but as my kids are getting older and uh, we're just changing some family dynamics and, and whatnot, and I'm trying to scale down, you know, maybe the number of calls that I'm on, but I still feel like it's so critical for me to be so involved with my program. And when you go evergreen and you're only in evergreen and you start putting these elements into your business where you're just not as involved, which can be a good thing and a bad thing, I just notice that it's, it's easy for people to get lost in the shuffle. And then all of a sudden they sign up for something and they're not actually seeing the coach that they signed up to work with, you know? And so I think Evergreen sometimes gives us that excuse to like not be live and like not be present in our business. And I really feel truly that God has called me for community to be in community. And a lot of my students are my friends these days and I love them. And I just feel so much purpose in working with them you know, um, and not that it will forever be like that, like as involved as I am in the day to day, but I still have a very manageable workload and can work for, you know, not a lot of hours, especially in the summer and kind of as, as I plan and as I please. But the reality is, I think that, you know, going ahead and going through, a live launch and just remembering to put myself out there. Like I was so blessed by the connection um, and I was able to not only share that with my team, but I was just so blessed to really get the feedback and just be in it, be in it with an audience again. You know what I mean? And so, I mean, I'm in it with my students, but it was so cool to be back in it with an audience again. And these ladies were hungry, like just hungry for, community and hungry for, uh, the truth when it comes to, you know, running an online business, because there's so many fakes out there and so many programs and so many things that are just going to give you false expectations and not hold you, you know, by a biblical standard. And, um, I just have to say that my flesh was like, man, this is going to be a lot of work. I don't really want to do this, you know, but I knew that it was something that I was feeling, um, that I was feeling called to do even though my flesh was not wanting to do it. And timing-wise for our family, it was a good time because we had some uh changes that we were just making in our family dynamic. Um and we wanted to bring in just more cash flow for some of the things that we wanted to do and it was it was just it was a good time both like personally and professionally, to go through and launch. And so um, now, you know, as I mentioned, like it can totally be hard on the family, but it was also a great opportunity to test some new things and see the cumulative effect of building my email list relentlessly over the last nine months. Um, But I still had so many emotions, you know. It had been a year since I had run a live event like that, and it's draining. But I started with... (laughs) when I was starting like to plan this out. Like I felt like I was like begrudgingly, like starting to plan and begrudgingly kind of like, man, this is a lot of work. Do I Am I really committed yet? And I'm, am I really going to do this? You know, and thank the Lord that I do have so much stuff pre-built just through my years of launching and you know, what I've created for my students and, and all of that. And so even though everything is still pre-built, there's still a lot of changes that need to be made because, you know, I have to go, or my team has to go change dates and links and, and all the things. And I have to update trainings and, uh, just make sure all the tech is like working seamlessly and, you know, all the things. And then, um, a big part of going through the launches, I had a lot of, uh, sales calls that I got onto with people who were interested in signing up for the program. And so, um, that actually takes up a large majority of, of my time during the launches. And, um, we also build in. In personal connection with people who are engaging inside of the launches. And thank, thank the Lord that I had a team that was actually able to do this for me. It was the first time that I was not involved in that delivery. And so it was actually really neat to see my team um, just personally, you know, get connected and feel involved with the community that we were launching to. But, you know, there are things like, I mean, it's, it, it can be, it can be a crazy time period. And, uh, I have like a special two week prebuilt launch that I, that I do. Um, and I actually used to do it as a three week launch when I was in the photography industry, but I, you know, duplicated, um, duplicated my model and took it into the, uh, coaching space and um whittled it down to a two-week launch and i i like the longer launch structure because it just gives people more time to make a decision and so uh, there's benefits of it and there's drawbacks i mean it's honestly it can be exhausting But this was the first launch that I had less work in a long time because every time I go through a launch, I try to take something out that I did the previous time and automate it a little bit more. And so that's sort of part of the scaling process. But going into this huge launch, which I can't wait to share launch numbers next week and make the huge announcement that I'm going to make. But going into this, I was like, gosh, does this still work? You know, like I'm teaching my students this. Does it still work? You know, and so even though I am an expert at this stuff and have felt very confident and have done very well, um, and have very consistent results. Um, I was still kind of wondering before even starting, gosh, like, is this going to work? Is all this work going to pay off? You know? And to me, I still have this attitude and maybe this is like a a scarcity attitude at times, but I, uh, I will, I will use paid advertising to bring people into my events as well as send to my email list, you know, that I've been building. And so, you know, I have clients who come who have been on my email list for a long time, who have gone through my funnels, who have done different things, but then I also have, you know, brand new people like cold leads who come into these events as well. And so the cool thing is I see the cumulative effect of people, you know, coming in at different times, um, but I, I really truly was kind of wondering like if this was going to work, but my scarcity mindset is kind of like, well, as long as I cover my ad spend, I should be okay, right? I should be Okay. <laughs> And so to me, it's kind of like, it's, it's never a loss. Um, if I, if I cover my expenses, you know, I mean, all it would be, would be a loss to my time. So I'm a huge fan of paid advertising for that reason, because even if I, you know, lose five, 10, 20 K on ads or something like that, if I actually book five, 10, you know, 20 K in, in clients to cover an ad spend, then the risk is kind of gone, you know, historically speaking, I have always at least covered my ad spend, um, and something that I have been launching. And so I have like that history, like that truth to kind of anchor myself on looking back, you know? And so anyway, uh, but I still have those questions, you know, and I'm kind of like, Oh my gosh, well, I even cover my ad spend, even though the truth is I've always covered my ad spend and then made money, you know, like lots of money on top of that. And so, you know but i still had this thing inside of me that was like questioning if it will still work and has it just been a fluke all along or like has facebook ads changed uh you know, since the last time I did a live event or maybe Facebook in the group, you know, has like changed too many settings. Are people seeing things or, you know, I had all this talk and chatter in my head about like, is this actually going to work, you know, or I'm doing this in February and March. People are not spending money because we're in a recession and taxes are coming up and it's after Christmas and all of this, you know, like I, there's all these things that go through my head. And I was literally the victim of these thoughts, um, as I was going into my launch, you know, and so I pre launch, like I'm getting ready, I'm starting to let people into my Facebook group for this launch. And I'm like, Oh, gosh, this is real. This is happening. I really got to get my act together. Like this, this is, you know, and I'm like, still feeling that resistance of like, ah, this is going to be so much work, you know, and I just like my comfort. I like my comfort. I, you know, I don't like being tired. I don't like feeling exhausted. I I don't, you know, when you have to be so on for that period of time, you know, like it, it can be hard on your immune system, all of it, and I'm like, I like my comfort, you know, and so I'm starting to let people into the group a, a couple of days um, or a couple of days before we're starting, and I'm like, man, okay, this is real. There's no turning back. Okay, and then oh shoot, I gotta make sure my team remembers to do this and yada yada yada, and that like the urgency and and all the pieces, and so a lot of, a lot of emotions and a lot of things that, you know, pop up for me. So anyway, you know, started the launch, started going through feeling that resistance, not knowing if it's going to work, get into my first presentation day and just feeling, feeling the nerves. Okay. Feeling the nerves. And I get to my first presentation day and I have the highest attendance I think that I have ever had on my, on my presentation day for my very first event. And so I'm like, whoa, okay, this is awesome. This is a plus. What's going to happen? Is this good? Because sometimes I have had, you know, high attendance on my first presentation day, but then didn't necessarily keep that throughout the course of, of my launch, you know? And so typically you have your highest attendance on your first day. Um, and then you should have a high attendance on your pitch day. If you, you know, uh, provide enough incentive for people to actually show up and remind them like over and over and over again. But, um, I've also had days where I've had like lots of people show up and then just didn't have conversions, you know? And so that's, you know, from some past launches or, uh, failed launches, you know? And so I do have some of those mindset blocks in my head of like, oh, well, I had a high, I had a high attendance. That doesn't really mean that I'm actually going to have high signups, you know? And so it's just very easy to, to look at things that have happened in the past, but then also, you know, be encouraged and like kind of like discouraged in the same time. Like I can't really bet on that, you know? Um, But one thing that happened is I usually have somebody signed up for pre-registration. So I usually have somebody sign up like a day or two before I officially open my cart because I have some pre-registration bonuses. And I did not have that this time, you guys. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I remember posting a post in my client Facebook group in the Sela Collective group. And I'm going to read this to you because it's, it's, Oh my gosh. I was like I was like I need to document my launch chronicles of this whole experience because it just reminded me like of what my students experience going through this. And once again, even though I'm an expert, like there are hard there are hard moments. Like I have these feelings too. And so I'm going to read this to you. Okay, so Ashley's launch chronicles and I I shared this on February 28th, literally um like right when my challenge was starting. 4 weeks before the challenge. Do I really want to commit to doing this much work? Two weeks before the challenge. Whoa, this is coming fast. Should I change the structure last minute? Will it kill conversions? One week before the challenge. My ad cost is higher than I want. Eek, do I scale back my budget and not hit the number of registrants I projected? Wednesday before the challenge. This is legit happening now, opening up the group. Uh, I have to be on. Holy moly, overwhelm. Friday before the challenge. We have so much engagement. There is no way my team can keep up with this. People won't buy if they don't have the one-to-one connection. So much overwhelm. What if they just are excited to engage for free but don't buy? Sunday before the challenge. Double check the email times, post, etc., to make sure they don't miss the first training. If I change this post, will it kill my conversions? Monday, day one of the challenge. Dang, 300 people showed up live, still putting the final touches on the sales page and checkout page. What if no one pre-registers? Send out to or send out pre-registration email to list. Tuesday, day two of the challenge, one pre-registration call booked. She said she didn't know pricing. My challenge is doomed. What if no one signs up and I fail? What will my students think? Christians don't want to spend money. I need to go back and change my sales call structure like I had it before. I have messed it all up. I will hopefully continue to fill you in on my challenge chronicles, but these are the things that can spiral in my mind during this all. I'm not a special unicorn. I deal with the same overwhelm, worry, burnout, and fear as you ladies do when launching. I've gotten better, but it's been a whole year since I've done a live event like this, and I have some fears. The thing is, it always works out. The more I fear, the less peace I have. Wanted to give you guys the insider view of the emotional roller coaster of launching, even for an expert like me. All reward takes a risk. I spent 20K on ads and subsidized about 6,000, I think, with my tripwire. So net 14,000 in the hole on ads. I have 2,800 registrants, 300 organic out of that for my email list and social media. I'm sending my whole list through the challenge though. I'm projecting a 50K launch on the low end and it could be a 100k plus launch. We will see, but I wanted to share. And so ladies, this is, this is what I shared with my group and the Sala collective. And so, uh, I had different comments. Wow. Thank you for being so transparent, cheering you on. Thank you for sharing. Thanks for keeping it real. Ashley June. I relate to so much of what you were saying. Thankful for you. Uh, Jamie, I love hearing your human side. All these fears make me, um, or make me often feel like I am not cut out for this because they exist. Great to see you push through way to go. I'm praying for you. Thanks for sharing your heart with us. Roselia, thank you for sharing ashley june it's always good to hear the struggles of those you aspire to be like it's a comforting uh, or it is comforting and lets me know my goals are attainable if i push through praying for your launch dawn it it's always encouraging to know that successful people have great obstacles too but is the overcoming that is a success thank you june those are amazing numbers to begin with which i'm sure by the end of the challenge you'll break the ceiling thanks for sharing and then uh sarah my challenge is doomed so relatable thanks for sharing Yeah, ladies, this was literally in my Facebook group. I posted this because I was starting to feel those emotions. And it was essentially right after no one signed up for my pre-registration because I like to look at, you know, the days of my challenge and I'll go look back back at the history and see like when people are signing up because that can kind of tell me if I'm having a good, um, if I'm having good conversion rates or like staying on pace with where I have in the past. And so I like to compare it, you know, it's sort of like the benchmark. And so I just remember like going through this and I was like, I got to share this with my students because I'm going through these exact same emotions. And so, um, I was literally starting to question, like, is this launch going to work out, you know? And then my open cart day came and it was after I posted this, but I had more registrations than normal on my open cart day. And so I wondered if that pace would continue, you know? Um, and so by the end of week one, I was already so tired. I had done a lot of calls, um, and I actually had changed my sales call structure, to really screen the people that I had been on calls with. Um, and so it was awesome because I, you know, was, uh, putting more information to make sure that they were quality leads booking calls. And I was actually canceling calls with people who I just didn't feel like were ready or felt like they just were not, um, like didn't have all the information, you know? So, uh, I was, I, and I always would kind of offer like, feel free to rebook, you know, but I want to make sure that, you know, this is clear and, yada, yada, yada. Um, But I was already so tired at the end of week one. And so I just had to keep, you know, pushing through. um, And then beginning of week two, I felt a little bit more refreshed because I took more time um just over the weekend and I had days where I wasn't showing up live but there were still trainings you know that were pre-recorded going through and I was still tired but it really hit that tiredness uh, at the middle to end of week 2 when the challenge was you know starting to come to a close but I just had to keep pushing through you know but my emotions are like oh my gosh do I even have the energy to get on another sales call you know because like when you're on the calls consistently you you have to be on, you know, like, and I want everyone to know, like, who I'm on a call with that, like, I'm interested in what they're doing and I want to help them and yada, yada, yada. But I think there is a point where after you have done so many, like your body and your mind is like starting to fail you, you know, like you can only... I don't mean to say like you can only push through so long, but I could notice like I just wasn't as present as I was when my energy was up. And so when you're launching, you actually do want to take care of your energy. Like I'm I'm very, uh, I was very clear with my husband. Like I just, I need a lot of help. You know, I need more help with the kids, pickups and drop-offs. And um, I just don't have, you know, a lot of time to be uh, thinking about stuff in the evenings. Like I kind of need like a, a little break from parenting. And so you're going to have to take a bigger load for a little bit you know, and my husband was all for it. You know, he's, this is something that we're doing for our family. So we were working as a team as we were going through this. Um, and he understood, he, uh, he understood, um, the weight of it and the pressure. And so he was so helpful, which I think is really huge, but I had to prepare him for that prior by setting the expectations. Um, and then also like being mindful of what you're eating, you know, um, making sure that you're, uh, getting enough water and just taking care of your immune system, I think is huge. Um, getting enough sleep. Like I was going to bed really early as in 9 PM some nights because I was just tired, you know? And so you just got to do what you got to do. And then every day was tiring because I was scheduling posts and emails, you know, for the next day. Um, and my team did, did most of it, like they did most of the preparation, but I like to have my hands on it because Cause I want to make sure that everything is accurate and that the links and that, you know, what we're saying is, is, um, is accurate, and so I'll always uh, take you know about thirty to thirty to sixty minutes to basically get my thing scheduled for the next day, and just double check for errors. And of course, there still are errors that like slip past me, um, but it, it just kind of takes a little bit of work on my end because I literally every day have to be checking in and can't really like just let it go for a little bit. You know, um, at the same time, you know, I can plan things in. You know, like I was actually able to volunteer for uh, uh, school at my daughter's schools in both of their classes during the middle of my launch. And so I was also able to build in some of that time to go do the things that I needed to do with my family. But it was just, it was a two week push that was really exhausting and um, draining. But at the same time, like God didn't really call us for comfort all the time, you know? And so I, had I not pushed through, I would not have received the blessing that this launch was not only in just a connection way, you know, with connecting with so many women, whether or not they signed up for the program, but in a, uh, in a, uh, prosperity way. Like, I mean, just my numbers were killer. And I, like I said, cannot wait to share them with you next week. Um, but I, I don't know. I had I just not pushed through and had just like tried to stay in my comfort zone and not push myself to do something, I just don't think I would have received the blessing that I did. And the crazy thing is because of this blessing, we had some new opportunities open up and now we have some cash flow that we're putting towards these new opportunities. And we just wouldn't have expected to have that chunk had I not pushed through and done this. And so it's like your obedience and your blessing is on the other side of getting uncomfortable. Like seriously, you know, your business was not meant to be comfortable every moment of every day. Like you've actually really been called to be challenged and to get out of your comfort zone. And I will tell you like out of, you know, just looking at what my students do and what I have done and like all of it, the ones that will just not do the uncomfortable things will fail, you know, and that's, that's part of like, I think what God's trying to teach you in terms of going through this stuff, I have, um, in, I was a couple weeks ago, I was talking about my student, Jamie, who was, uh, we were doing tech stuff like, uh, or working through tech issues. Cause we were setting up a Facebook ads campaign and we had so many issues. And, um, she, uh, was going through her launch and she ended up having like just crazy tech issues, you know, in the middle of her launch. Like it was so, so discouraging, but every day she was getting up and just doing the best that she could and working through it. And I think it was honestly like Satan was like on the prowl, you know? And so I need to check in with her about her launch results. Um, because at the time of recording this, they haven't come out yet. And so I, I'm excited to kind of see what happened, but like, I'm, I'm just going to pray for her on the blessing in that like working through all of those headaches and like pushing through all of that resistance is just like literally multiplying that blessing like crazy, you know, like what, like what was trying to be stolen is going to be tenfold given. And I think we just have to remember that as we're walking through this, you know? And so the last feeling that I felt throughout all this launch stuff, and I actually felt this like at the end of week one, too, because like results were stellar even at the end of week one. But God is so good. Like I was I was blown away by his goodness and I totally could have missed out on it and thought it was too good uh, or thought that I was like too good to go back and launch, you know, because I think there is like this online, this online world, of, like, oh, if that person is launching, like they must not be doing well or something because we're all supposed to work in these in, in forever evergreen and not show up for our businesses and just turn this funnel on and have like all this passive income and live our life in Bali. And, you know, like there is like this mentality of like, that's what we should be doing. But the reality is, I mean, the multimillionaires um, who are in the coaching space, like they're always doing something something. They're always doing summits and networking and promotions and and whatnot, you know, and like they're showing up hard for their business. Like they, I mean, think about Tony Robbins. Do you think Tony Robbins works like two hours a week? I don't think so. I think that man works a lot, you know, and now that's not my, that's not my heart. Like I truly, like, I don't want to work full time. And I don't, um, you know, working between 10 to 20 hours a week is where I feel good, especially with my with where my family is at. I'm not in a stage where I want to travel extensively for speaking or uh, networking and that sort of stuff. I think maybe a stage like that might come or something after my children are older and it it wouldn't be stealing as much from my family, you know, but I'm in a season of no, like I really want to create a business that works for me. Um, and keeps me at home and keeps me with my children, you know, and also gives me the freedom to do this. And I can do that, you know, I can do that. And so, you know, working 10 to 20 hours a week, probably averaging about that 15 mark. Um, And then in the summers, you know, last summer, I was only working about five hours a week, you know, and I already have time blocks basically set out for uh, not only this summer, but in the fall, where I'm going to have some similar, some similar work times, like, it's just not going to be that intensive for me. And I've built a business that does that. But I can also do live things and, you know, mix things into my marketing strategy and layer things because we have things built out. And it's actually super cool because this year we've been building out like a whole year's worth of not only just we have our evergreen content going but we have live events and, um, not a whole lot of them, but we have evergreen live events and then emailing my list consistently. We have some different promotions and some different things that are happening, but we have all of this content built out that we can just repeat year after year. And of course we have to go back and modify and update and yada, yada, but thank God I have a team and it's just not as stressful as it would have been if I was trying to do everything on my own, um, and whatnot. And so Anyway, but it was so cool to like re-jump into that live experience because it truly brought people in who were waiting for a live experience and live connection, you know, who would have maybe never converted on just a passive funnel. And so this was actually my best launch yet. Um, Just results blew, were blown out of the water, like blown out of the park. Like I, oh my gosh. And so I'm just reminded of the cumulative effect of just doing the work, being diligent, but also taking just strategic action. And your work in the off season or the times that you just kind of like chill out a little bit, like it just matters so much. And so, uh, January this year, I kind of took January. Um, I didn't take it off, but I, uh, just had my funnels not running as intensely, um, or I wasn't, I wasn't, um, pushing my, my, uh, stuff as intensely. I wasn't emailing as regularly. I was kind of taking a moment to, you know, really prepare for whether or not I was going to do this launch, but then just revamp some things on the back end. And, you know, I didn't have, um, as many sales come in, in January. And so I was kind of like feeling a little bit stressed in January, but the thing is I had actually like planned out that in January I was taking expectations off, you know, to prepare for what I was going to do in February in March. And so it's so funny because that's another emotion, you know, like you look at your calendar and you're like, "No, I'm I'm planning this time off." And then all of a sudden you feel the effect of what that time off uh can bring if you're not, you know, pushing conversions. And then you're like, oh man, was that like a wise decision? But I had to go back and remember that everything that I was doing, you know, more passively or not as conversion oriented, uh, was truly more visibility focused and audience building focused, uh, for my challenge for that big launch that I had. And so even though I wasn't feeling the immediate return of it, it actually was creating an incredible cumulative effect that also helped my launch results be stellar. And so this is where like we can't look at emotion you guys, we have to look at data, we have to look at facts, we have to look at uh timing, um we have to look at, you know, and like also just follow through with what we have created expectation wise. Like if I'm saying I'm taking some time off or this is like a more low key month for me, if I'm not converting as high as a month when I'm like putting more effort into into things, um and I just have things behind the scenes running then that is okay. Like, that is okay. It's not the end of the world. Like, that's exactly what I was projecting and exactly what I expected. So... (laughs) Anyway, just be encouraged. Like your emotions can take you in a billion directions and you do not have to be driven by them. So I just thought I would walk you through, you know, all, all the emotions that I was feeling, um, let you know that it is totally normal. It's something that you will feel as you go through and you launch things and you put yourself out there. And, um, even when you feel like you are more of an expert, like it doesn't totally go away, but your maturity to combat those feelings and take those thoughts captive will get stronger over time. Okay. So even though you might feel it, you can also know that like your feelings are not the truth, you know, and reorient yourself to God's word, his anchor, as well as the anchor of data and the things that have happened in your previous launches, you know? And so be encouraged you guys anyway, exciting announcement coming next week. I'm going to be sharing my uh, launch numbers from this launch that I've been talking about so intensely and I am gonna continue uh, just sharing this month of launching. We're focusing on launching this month. And so we're doing the nitty gritty deep dive into my experience. And the next month, we're gonna be focusing on scaling. Super excited to talk about scaling. Um, but I also wanted to invite you into the zero to 100K 20 minute training. It's gonna teach you how to build a group coaching program and get it to 100K in less than six months. Uh, there's a quick training that you can take, a video training training. There's also a guide, um, that you guys can download. There's, you know, a couple options in here. And so if you want to read through something, basically it's like a guide slash mini book, or if you want to watch the training, or if you want to do both, I encourage you guys to do that because they are both gold. Okay. I'm going to share with you how easy it is to hit that first hundred K like it really is just not as complicated as it seems. And then yes, huge, huge announcement coming next week. So make sure you're subscribed, make sure you listen to the show. Yeah. And this announcement, you guys, is for my ladies who have built some stuff already and have sold some offers and, um, are really, you know, wanting to get into the scaling stages so intensely. Um, I can't wait because yeah, yeah, I just can't wait. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. Well, I will see you next week and have a wonderful rest of your week. Wow, guys, what a great episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you could do me a quick favor and leave a review I would be forever grateful in fact send me a screenshot of that review and I will send you a free coffee on me on the house okay also guys feel free to share this episode your friends need to hear this they need to be encouraged they need the business advice and I would love to have them in my world lastly come join my free Facebook community it's the podcast community we do challenges we do free trainings we do various things throughout Throughout the year, and I think that you would love to be connected with other entrepreneurs who are wild and radiant, just like you.